If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 25th, 2022. I'm on your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is GameSpot's Tamor Hussein. What up, everyone? It's me, Tamor Hussein, not Greg. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> I love you, Tim, because you're a little trickster. You know, you're a little tr trickster. Right before this, I, I was keeping an eye on chat, and you kept saying how, like, you're such a big fan of the Blessing-Greg combo. Man, I yeah. can't wait to see Greg and Blessing. I called it Gressing in there. I was like, oh, man, I love the Greg and Blessing energy. I really hate it when one of them swaps out. I need Greg and Blessing today. Am I right, everyone? And everyone was like, yeah, we want Everybody's Greg like, and yeah, Blessing. Everybody's like, yeah, we want Greg and Blessing. Like, like, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. chanting. I'm so excited. They were into it, and then it came yeah. over, and I'm here again. All, all of a sudden, you get a, a wild... Tamor Hussein. Tamor, how's yeah, it going? baby. It's going well. I'm excited, you know? I've been GDC a couple of days. Walked around a very empty show floor. Dude! <laughs> I, so, I did the same thing. I walked around the, the empty show floor. And, like, this is my first GDC, and so I didn't really know much of what to expect. You know, I know GDC is geared way more toward developers. I'm somebody that's been to plenty of, of PAXs. And so, like, my idea of a show floor is a PAX show floor, which is just... A lot of indie games, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of stuff that is geared mainly toward the audience. And GDC walking the show floor very quickly. I was right. I was like, man, this is not this is not home anymore, yeah, right? Like I was like, this is not what I'm used to. Yeah, it was rough. I let me tell you a story about soaring highs and crushing lows. Blessing. Mm -hmm. I went down there and I met one. Is that a beer? Oh no, no. it's not beer. No, <laughs> it's water. I promise. I, I was me like, holy beer in the morning. Who no, do you think I am? Come on, you can get a beer. No one would judge you. Is all I'm saying. Tim, uh, have I been keeping a steady buzz since Wednesday? Who yeah, knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I, so I went to see one Lucy James Games and uh, Simon Cardi who were waiting for me, and they like excitedly came to me, and they were like, Tam, we've walked the show floor real quick. There's an area called the Pakistan Pavilion. And as a member of the Pakistani uh, people, I was like, oh, shit, my people finally have representation. Let's go it. to the Pakistani pavilion. So I went to the Pakistani pavilion, a pavilion and I was overjoyed as I turned a corner to see a A4 piece of paper that said the word Pakistan pavilion on it. And I saw people who like bearded any, they were wearing masks. I was like, mm. that could be my uncle under there. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. It could very well be my uncle. And then I looked down. These fools were peddling NFTs. And let me tell you, I have never been so disappointed. I'm disappointed in my people constantly. Let me tell you that. But, not, never, but, never, more but never, never more disappointed Never than more than then. I looked at my uncle in the eyes and I was like, you're not uncle of mine. Factually and like metaphorically. And then I left. Hell yeah. Devastating. Yeah. A crushing low. Let me tell you, yeah. NFTs all over the place at GDC, which has been like fascinating just from a... Man, I look on Twitter and the actual developers themselves are like, yeah, we're not really fucking with this. But then it's just the, the fact that a lot of big companies with a lot of monies are trying to push NFTs real hard to game developers, obviously, because they, they, there's a lot of usage that they think they can get out of video games, the profitability mm. they can get, get out of video games specifically. But man, walking that show floor, again, it was depressing. And I think Ooh, also yeah. this is one of those years where GDC has been, at least the physical GDC has been away for a while, right? Like it got canceled in 2020 and this is the first time it's making its comeback in physical form. Mm. I say that like it's a fucking superhero, like Dragon Ball Z shit. I'm back in physical form. But like this yeah. is the first time GDC's been back in a while. And with that, right, it's not at 100%. And so you're yeah. seeing a lot of indie devs, a lot of people who would have filled that the, the show floor not make the return, at least yet. And we'll see if they do in future years. But, you know, they, they leave the space and then the space is then invaded by NFT companies. And for me, walking the show floor for the first time, I'm like, oh, man, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is way more, uh, I don't know, just not my jam. Yeah. So honestly, like the coolest thing I saw at GDC, there were a couple of things. I saw like a game where you there was a a, phys, a physical crow there, and it was like uh, it would tell you your fortune, but you had to answer three guess uh, three questions from it, and there was like a a card, um, which you would pull out on the right, and then like slide it towards the crow, and it would like 
react to the card and that would be the question and then there were three cards which was like higher lower exactly and it would ask you a number based question like it would be a riddle and you had to solve it three times to get your thing and the the actual physical crow was there and it was like animatronic and it was cool the coolest thing i saw was actually qr codes which is sounds insane but like so there was a company there. I can't remember the name of, of of what it was, but like they had basically taken QR codes. Everyone knows what QR codes look like. They're ugly. Mm-hmm. They're like the black splotches. And what they'd done is they cr- turned those QR codes into actual artwork that doesn't look like a QR code at all. It has the l- little like black uh, marks uh, hidden within the art uh, art itself. So it looks like they showed us like a Bruce Lee artwork, bit of artwork. And, I was, and they were like, oh, yeah, so what, what happens is like you look at this artwork and you're like, oh, that's cool artwork. But if you raise your camera to it and you're like, I'm going to take a picture of that cool artwork, you also see there's a QR code. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really cool. And like, the, like I looked at these QR codes and I'd be like, that's just a really nice image. Um, that's but awesome. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, one of them they showed us was also like the Coca-Cola logo. So capitalism approaches everyone <laughs> okay, capitalism will find a way to ruin all things yeah. <laughs> uh kevin in, in the assets channel on slack i just dropped a trailer so one of the cool things i got to do uh uh during gdc week was go, go to the mix uh, and quite a few kind of kind of funny folks went we went hung out and the mix is basically for people who don't know it's an evening event that is thrown by i forget the company i think it's, it is the media indie exchange and so the mix is yeah. like both the company and the event um but when you go, there's like a bunch of cool games, just like cocktails, stuff, people hanging out, people chopping it up. But, you know, a lot of games everywhere, a lot of indie games that are either coming out or just came out that you can try out. One of the games that I tried out was this game that Kevin is showing right now called Coromon. And it is unabashedly, unashamedly just Pokemon. They made hmm. Pokemon. Uh, and as you're watching the trailer, right, like it is all yeah, the Pokemon, is Pokemon. How stuff, are they getting away right? with this? It's like squ- squads of six, right? You can like uh, collect and catch monsters. You battle them. All of the moves are basically just the moves in Pokemon, right? Like, like instead of everything is legally distinct enough not to get sued. Everything yeah, yeah. is legally distinct, but like legally even the UI, Pokemon. the UI looks so Gen three Pokemon. <laughs> this is this is a, a wild lawsuit will appear. Yeah, but like the crazy thing is, like I was talking to um, the, the uh, PR uh, rep there, and he was talking about how, yeah, like we're putting this out on PC, and it's coming out on Switch as well. And the whole vision of this game is, it's. I mean, I don't want to get them in trouble, right? Did they say it was Pokemon? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Nobody knows. But Nobody knows. <laughs> we're not saying that. <laughs> he was basically like, yeah, this is a game where you go around, you catch. Coromon and you train them and you level them up but it is meant to be a more hardcore version of a similar sort of game where it is when you when you boot up the game you can can choose difficulty modes one of the modes is like a nuzlocke style mode where it is permadeath for your Coromon um there's like you can like allocate stats a certain way right like you can kind of get into the nitty and gritty it's got the same puzzles the sliding ice puzzle when I say they were unashamed. <laughs> they were like, yo, this is Pokemon, and we're leaning into it. But the we're making, a, at the we're making end a Pokemon for a, the hardcore fans. The character at the end has a red and white hat. That is bold. I mean, yeah. at most a coincidence. Yeah, most. At most. At yeah. most. But yeah, I, like, I saw this, this and I'm I was like, this. I gotta talk about it. Because I was into it too. Like, the, the, the amount of, like, passion, the amount of, like, hey, we are answering basically anything that the, that the hardcore fans take issue with. That is what we're trying to answer, right? We're trying to make a Pokemon game that is doing all the things that Game Freak won't or a Pokemon company won't. We're trying to lean into the hardcore aspects of Pokemon. And even, like, they're talking about the shiny system and how they're trying to, like, make even multiple levels of shiny, stuff like that. Seemed really cool. Seemed really awesome. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, it's one that I'm keeping an eye on because, like, I'm somebody that grew up loving Pokemon. I still like Pokemon. But I find that when I pick up Pokemon Sword or Pokemon uh, uh, Brilliant Diamond, I find some things lacking just on how mm. casual it is, at least from the get-go, right? And, like, the more you play, the more you get into the hardcore elements of them finding shinies and then training up Pokemon and breeding them, doing all that stuff. But that stuff doesn't really appeal to me in that way. I love the idea of being able to pick up this game and have it be completely different in terms of the monsters, even though right. a lot of them are just ripoffs. But then no. also I mean, being able to lean into the Nuzlocke mode. And Blessing. Just legally distinct enough. Did you play this with headphones on? I actually didn't get to play it. No, I like oh. they, had, they had the demo there, but I was just walking around. I, My I didn't question was going to be, do these Pokemon sound like a 56K dial-up modem? Every time they oh, open their I mouth. I should have asked that. That would have been a really great, great. Question. I don't know if you know this, but I tweeted that I hate the way the Pokemon still sound like. That's Pikachu. I feel that. And let me tell you, I got some death threats. I got some death threats. Do you, uh, what but, I, Pokemon but fans. I, Pokemon fans are fans are. They they need to go. Some of them need to go to jail. Like I'm straight up. 
some of these Pokemon fans, straight to jail. And once they get out of jail, straight to hell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Damn, Tam. Damn, Tam. Tam, enough about all this. Let's talk about today's stories, because there is a lot to talk about. So let's talk about Project Spartacus possibly being announced next week. GTA getting a battle pass and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you the kind of funny tiktok continues to put out some bangers uh today you can find a horrifying clip of greg trying desperately to scan his face into wwe 2k22 if you weren't there to watch it live on the stream it was a fantastic showcase of the horrifying shit you can do in that game. And so Actually, if you can I watch interrupt that, you quickly? Go for it. Who is it that is creating the incredible versions of everyone? In... It is Olive Party. And okay, I, Olive we should Party, bring this up, actually. If you're I'll drop there, it in assets. Incredible work, first of all. Like I, I've been watching that stuff from afar, and it's genuinely astounding. Secondly, put me in, Olive Party. Get me in there. Oh. <sighs> We do need Tam in there. Tam, Thirdly, what would you look like in the game? I need like a I, Tam description of the Tam Anything, outfit. anything. Uh, what would I, if you, here's what you can do. If you can, so, mm, so, give me like a Bloodborne themed or a Dark Souls. Make me look like a Dark Souls character. I'm sure you could take Undertaker and like rework it somewhat to make me in there. But also, Olive Party, if you can, I don't own WWE, okay, that game. I do not own it. If mm. you put me either any character from demolition man in there i will purchase that game i will purchase a mm. wwe game for the first time in many many years that is my challenge to dude Olive i've been I've, i'm sure if you search right now already um maybe somebody's put put that in there but like because like i'm on tiktok that. and I'm, I'm on wwe 2k22 tiktok oh you're rocking the demolition tam always, shirt already always hell yeah uh but like i'm on wwe 2k tiktok firmly you know that's my that and Ellen <laughs> ring have been my timeline and every other tiktok i swear is like another cool creation of like i saw a tag team match the other day of Sp uh, peter parker and miles morales in their spider-man suits versus batman and robin and that shit was dope as hell people are making some dope you know ass what shit this is this is the new version of uh when you went to youtube and it was uh spider-man and batman uh chase elsa around home and you're like what is going on in this do you video remember, do you remember was it called mugen yeah uh, mugen. Mugen. mugen yeah yeah like the fighting game i don't remember engine. i'm actively still uh, engaged in mugen <laughs> world this, okay uh, people still play mugen oh yeah mugen is still going mate it's called mugen I, for I a reason in me videos all the infinite it's never gonna stop I, my favorite was watching like uh like bart simpson <laughs> fighting fucking yeah. what was it thomas the, the tank engine like people would do mm -hmm. crazy shit in mugen yeah, Dragon Ball characters time. were always a threat. Because Salty Bet, I think, still exists as well. Goku versus Bet? Doug. Yeah, Goku versus Salty Bet was amazing. I don't know if it's still alive, though. So, did you ever use Salty Bet? I never got to play Mugen. I always just watch it on... Wait, so, is Salty, Salty Bet like a different thing? Salty Bet is basically Mugen. It still exists, but Twitch. Okay. And all that happens is it randomizes characters, and you just bet on who's going to win. And the fights that just play like out. Fantastic, all you do is watch. Right now, if you go to Salty Bet... There are, it looks like uh, Souza is fighting another Kung Fu girl too. So you can Wait, So you it's can always Sully, ongoing. It's, it's always happening. It's always happening. Um, and you just get to watch exhibition matches, AI controlled exhibition matches. AI, another AI Kung Fu girl won against this giant man. I can't believe it. Uh, um, Kevin, I sent to uh, to assets the picture or the video that Olive Party posted of the character he created for me. Uh, so like best friend, right? Olive Party, very talented, doing great things in 2K, right? Like creating pretty much all the kind of funny members. And I was shocked last night when I saw this. He basically made me oh my, my god in my prom king outfit from kind of funny prom. Uh, same like cape. The shirt is the thing that impressed me the most. You're gonna see it in a second. But here's my nerdy ass, right? With oh the, with my the crown. God. The Space Jam <laughs> shirt is one for one. Look at this. That is incredible. If you're an audio listener, like I, you gotta uh, go to YouTube and check out the video because, like, I was shocked when I saw this. I was like, "Yo, that is me." 
Like that is that 100% is me. so good. It is fantastic. Again, shout out to Olive Party. I will for, I will now be retiring the version of me that I made, and yeah. I will be using this version. Oh, um, it exists only in WWE. That exists <laughs> only in WWE. But look at this front flip, though. Look at that back flip, though. Yeah, all I'm saying is, Olive Party, I want this for me. Please, I'm begging you. There's also an X-Cast one. Kevin, if you have a, uh, a chance to like find the Olive Party's X-Cast video, I want you to pull that up to you because that one is incredible. Uh, but while you're doing that, I want to give a big shout out, a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Far Fargo Brady, and Pranksy. Today we're about to you by Cuts Clothing, Lumen Skin, and Honey, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Before we jump into that, I just want to point out you entered to an empty arena there. Yeah, because uh, it's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. No, that's just, uh, Tam, there's this thing right now. It's called COVID. All right. You can't be filling arenas full of people. Oh, it means that you got zero fans. It's also because he's in the creator mode, which doesn't. Oh my God, that thing. mic is so good. That looks just like Snowbike Mike. That's just Snowbike Mike. That is just so, him. Oh my God. <laughs> Again, like, I am so happy that WWE 2K22 is actually good because, like, I had little faith that they're, they're, they're going to be able to come back with this thing and actually make it work and actually make it function. The fact that it functions on a base level and has such an incredible char character creator means that we're going to be playing this game for quite a few months. Like, I, do, I, I cannot get enough of WWE 2K. And seeing all the creations, this right here is me and Greg walking I down. Hate this. I hate this so much. Look at this. Oh, that is my outfit. <laughs> Those pants oh cool. my pants god, this is so good. I don't those pants, no. But I do own, I mean, the sweatshirt uh, into the kind of funny yeah, yeah, PSW sure. bomber jacket combo. Many. Yeah. But I'm just saying, All maybe you should this look into those pants. Because I feel this like those incredible. pants elevate the game. You think so? Win. Yeah, I think so. Are those even pants? Those look like... Those are pants. What the fuck are those? Those are like, they're like are, Japanese I guess they're style... Uh, yeah. Uh, not sweats, but joggers. Okay. I can Dude, do Olive it. Party is giving you drip to to kind of work into your wardrobe as well. That's insane. Yeah, no, Olive Party is selling me on a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm still looking for like the actual X cast intro because like that was that was is the the. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm I switching can't over. Find it. I don't know. This is. I love this with the stacked X cast. Uh... I'm 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 on Olive Party's timeline right now. I guess I'm not seeing it on his timeline. Keep a lookout. I'll let me get into story number one, and Kevin, you can keep looking because I know it's somewhere out there because I was like I watching the video. To, though, so. Maybe also check um, oh, Kiri Widow. I think no, might have responded why? to it. Why? Why? <laughs> oh no, Kevin, I can send it to you. Oh, oh my God! Wait, uh, for audio it? listeners, we just saw a cursed milk, milk mommy. Yeah, extremely cursed milk extremely mommy. Extremely cursed. Uh, Tam, let's hop mm -hmm. in to story well, no, number one. We got one. this now. We got this now. Oh, you found it. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Well, is this no? This is the same. No, thing. this is me again. No, I I sent it to you on um Slack. Oh, sorry. I'm down to keep watching me. Just over and over, over and over. You also look never like get a, a kind of like a a from software boss. Here we go. So this oh is the kind of funny that audio listeners. It is an entrance right now, right? In 2K22, it is uh, Mike. It is Paris on the left, and then Gary Witta. and all of them look. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Gary, Gary looks kind of like uh, Danny O'Dwyer. Yeah, Danny O'Dwyer. He looks like funny? if Gary and Danny O'Dwyer had an angry baby. Yeah. Gary's shirt is the fucking best. When he came yes. wearing that shirt, <laughs> I was so impressed. Again, Olive Party, big shout out. Thank Incredible you for your kind work. work. Olive Party. Um, but enough about all this. Let's hop into story number one. Sony could reveal Project Spartacus as soon as next week. This is from Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Sony's preparing to introduce a new video game subscription service for the PlayStation as early as next week, said people familiar with the plans. The service, which has been in development under the codename Spartacus, is Sony's answer to Xbox Game Pass. Spartacus uh, will debut with a splashy lineup of hit games from recent years, said the people who requested anonymity because the plans are private. Sony's new service will combine two of its current offerings, PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. Customers will also be able to choose from multiple tiers, offering catalogs of modern games and classics from older PlayStation eras. Documents obtained by Bloomberg last year showed the most expensive tier will also give players access to extended demos and the ability to stream games over the internet. A spokesperson for Sony didn't immediately respond for a request for comment. Tim? Does this timing seem right to you? I know like Spot uh, Project Spartacus has been rumored for a while now, for quite a few months, and we've been talking about it being uh, 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 dropping sometime April, right? Sometime in this yeah. time frame. Do you think that they could announce it next week and it'll arrive sometime soon? 
I think they could. I think they should. Um, I mean, like, it's hard to say because this is also one of those things where any any number of things could happen between now and their planned uh, announcement time that could like push it back and and or like delay the announcement and um, release of it. Uh, but I, I I would like to think that it's coming very very soon, and it does make a lot of sense. Like a lot of Sony's big games are now kind of out there if you know what i mean a lot of the big games are kind of out there there's not a lot else going on so we're about to go into this is in it feels wild to say but like we're going into a bit of a dry spell now review season has been going on for a while sunsetting yeah yeah it's sunsetting now so we're gonna have a bit of time to ourselves um and there's a bunch of game um games that we could play but there's also a good opportunity to kind of hook people in and have them stay within the playstation ecosystem now that they're kind of like they're on the hype the game hype you know you just played a bunch of games everyone's talking about these massive games and the energy is around video games is high you probably are in the mood to like jump onto something else now and if there's a service like um game pass available for playstation where it's like oh i just finished playing you know ghost by tokyo um which is exclusive um and now i want to carry on playing something new and there it is you've got the service which you know you have a, a a a smorgasbord of games to pick from it makes perfect sense for them to have that out there and i also think like the longer they take to kind of get in on this the harder it is for them to gain some traction and gain some ground um i'm not f framing this as a competition with microsoft um but in terms of like there is still mindshare stuff that needs to be considered and the sooner they can get it out, the sooner they can start building on it, if you know what I mean. It's not going to come out perfect. It's going to come out yeah, probably it's gonna be messy. wonky and messy in a lot a lot of ways. And I'm hoping that they factor that in. They're factoring that in to be like, hey, this is when we need it to hit. And that period is, I don't know, holiday 2022. So this is working backwards when we need to put it out so that we can iron out the the issues with it and, and, and kind of go from there. Um, so it yeah. does make sense for them to start getting it out now to kind of lay the groundwork and also start making moves into rapidly improving it. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think putting it out out now, right, I think is a good idea, partly for what you're saying, right? Like, hey, there's a bit of a lull. You have time to keep all, all eyes on this now, right? Like for all for all intents and purposes, right? Like this feels like a, it's going to be a release in the way that Horizon is a release, right? Sifu, like you, we, we've had all these big video game releases and now there's that like, little bit of rest that we have in project spartacus at drop i think is going to feel like a all right all hands on deck let's drop this mm -hmm. thing i think it lines up with the end of the fiscal quarter too i i assume that for playstation and for sony this is them looking at their plan for the fiscal year and that's why we're getting it around this timing as well and i'm with you as well as like i'm excited for what project spartacus is going to be but i'm also very scared because i think it is going to be yeah. messy i think there are going to be the comparisons i think this is it's very much a competition thing with xbox game pass in the way that subscription services have been normalized and xbox game pass specifically has become such a force partly for the value of it and i think that's what playstation is looking to give i think having that especially at a time where video games are going up in price playstation is charging 70 dollars for first party stuff right and games mm -hmm. are only getting more expensive i think finding a way to give players value is a very strong move in in the face of xbox game pass and what they're doing but the fact of the matter is that this is going to be different you're not going to have first party playstation games you're not going to have um uh i don't think you're going to have all the bangers that you have on xbox game pass and th for this it's going to be about managing expectation and managing what is it that playstation can do well with uh with Project Spartacus, what is it that they can double down on and seeing what that is? And I think that is going to be a lot of retro stuff. I think that is going to be a lot of like, quote unquote, PlayStation classics and stuff that PlayStation has ownership in. I think mm -hmm. that's those are going to be the ways that they uh, make it feel like something premium. But at the start, I think it is going to be rough. Uh, Tam, of course, we talk about Xbox Game Pass in relation to mm -hmm. Project Spartacus because I think it is a very directly com comparable thing. If there's one thing I know, Paris Lily from the kind of funny X cast. Mm. knows how to talk about game uh, uh x or god i already forgot xbox game pass a lot of x is going on uh paris lily knows how to talk about xbox game pass and so i want to hear what paris lily has to say paris how's it going oh it's going good it's almost like you said beetlejuice three times and, and i was I, just gonna say yeah. if you say <laughs> xbox game pass three times into a mirror paris you will summon appear. paris <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm obviously listening to the conversation and you know we had the the news that broke today um yeah I, i'm excited to see what it's going to be um mm. pretty much for everything that both of you have already said just for the simple fact that this is not going to be a direct competitor to what Game Pass is doing. This is more of, like you're saying, Blessing, 
this is them having Spartacus being a value add to the services that PlayStation already has. And I feel like it's going to lean more into the classic titles, the legacy titles more so than trying in day and date. I mean, since it sounds like it's going to take some aspects from the existing PlayStation plus, I think we'll see like, as an example, I could see miles Morales coming to the service Mm -hmm. day one, right? Because that was Mm -hmm. some of the launch titles, your returnal things like that, but you're not going to get God of war Ragnarok day Day one, one. you know, on Spartacus. And I do agree. It's probably going to be rough sledding at first. So I, I, kind of think it makes sense for them to launch this sooner rather than later so they can kind of work the bugs out get the community feedback on it so that by the time we get into the holiday season and you have more awareness of people wanting to pick up playstations and kind of jump into that ecosystem maybe a lot a lot of the messiness will will be cleaned up by then mm-hmm. but competition's good um obviously i'm coming from xcast xbox stuff and all that and obviously i talk about game pass a lot but i think both subscription services can live side by side i i don't see a reason why they can't because they're going to offer different things whereas xbox is clearly looking at hey we want you we want to use this as your way to come into our ecosystem and stay there with all of our titles day and date whereas playstation is saying "Mm, we don't necessarily want to do that we still want you to spend 70 dollars at launch on our games but on the back end we're going to give you value with our classic titles we're going to you know introduce playstation now cloud streaming so you can play on different platforms things like that so Mm. it it really all comes down to price i mean we obviously have heard the rumors about the tiered pricing well i'm I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like yeah Yeah. and i i think a lot of this too is you know I think this is them cleaning up some of what they have going on with PlayStation Now. Because PlayStation Now, I don't think by any means, has been terrible over the years. But it's also been something that's been unexciting for the general audience. We don't talk about PlayStation Now the way we talk about Xbox Game Pass. Or even in the way that we talk about PlayStation Plus, right? If you're buying a PlayStation and you ask me, hey, do I need to get PlayStation Plus? 10 out of 10 times, the answer for me is going to gonna be yes. Yes, you need it for online. Yes, you need it for the PS Plus titles. Um, but you look over the last, I'd say, year or so, right? Maybe year plus in terms of playstation plus titles hitting the platform and they've been bangers right you're talking mm-hmm. about um uh, uh final fantasy 7 remake integrate you're talking about games like maquette or games like operation tango or games like even destruction all-stars or or um, um odd world right like not all these games are necessarily 10 out of 10 games but they're all they're, they are coming out day and date and i think that is the strength that you see in something like xbox game pass the fact that you're getting new games there day and date and i think this is setting that up you know we saw we got uh, shadow warrior 3 at the beginning big beginning of the month and that was one of the first times i remember ever getting a game day and date on playstation now uh the same the same time as launch and so this feels like them kind of ramping up figuring out what that's what that's going to be be for them and i don't think again like i don't think you're going to get big playstation first party titles you're not going to get god of war ragnarok day and date you might like paris said you might get miles morales i do think there's a chance we do see some of playstation's multiplayer offerings uh and i this this is me just like kind of doing doing the fingers crossed of Mm. i can see the strategy if let's say Haven Studios next game, right? Like they're working on something that is going to be a live service online game. Does that fit day and date as a way to to allow for a a larger audience to come in, play the game, something that they might not be familiar with, something that they might not not have buy-in for uh, on the get-go because it's it's a new IP, it's something different. Does that game being available on Project Spartacus day and date allow for more people to hop in and allow for more longevity? Right, like whatever next uh, Bungie's next new IP is, does that come out day and date? You know, when when Last of yeah. Factions come out comes out, does that end up coming out day and date on Project Spartacus? I can see more of a case for that. That makes sense and would be exciting for the audience because, you know, you have you you have your cake and eat it too in terms of I know I'm gonna buy God of War Ragnarok, but these cool other games that PlayStation is putting out, I can I can then get that through the new PS Plus. Yeah, I think that it does make a lot of sense for them to lay this as the foundation as they go into games as a service being a much bigger deal. What they had, they said they were like 10, they wanted 10 or something like that. Um, and like, it feels like a, a, a necessary part of that. Um, especially when you consider things, the other competitors like Netflix, which will come to later on starting to work their way into lifestyle experiences where you turn this thing on and then you've got a variety of things that you can dedicate your time and effort to. Sony needs something viable and easy in the similar vein. I also think that it works in a really complementary way, like Paris like mentioned earlier. Like if you're an Xbox player like a primary um and you're getting all your games like first party games day and date it kind of looks better for you now like you might be more enticed to be like oh i can 
get a PlayStation and start working my way through this backlog of games that they drop in there every now and then so you don't have to be on an island anymore. Um, and you know that by you don't have to be as engaged with the PlayStation ecosystem as you might be for the Xbox One, but you can still stay relatively current thanks to this service. And I do think that it, it does benefit everyone to see this competition happening, um, a degree of competition, even if it isn't directly f um, kind of positioned as that, if you know what I mean. Mm. Before we move on to the next news story, I do want to hear from both of you. I want mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, one prediction for what Project Spartacus is going to be, whether that be like pricing, whether that be tier structure. I want pre one prediction about that. And then I also want to hear one game that you want to see on the service. <laughs> prediction so, i i would definitely say tiered structure I, I i think those rumors seem to be valid where they're going to have the low end which is basically just playstation plus as it exists today and then the higher up you go the more value you get as far as the things that you get access to um i would say if, if there's a title that probably no one's even thinking about right now that potentially could come to that service day and date kind of going along the lines of what you're saying blessing yeah. remember uh, PlayStation is the publisher for Firewalk Studios yep. for that multiplayer game that they're making. Um, so mm -hmm. that would be a, a great way for them to get more people involved as PlayStation starts to build up their whole live service and multiplayer side uh, of the house. And then obviously everything that you said with Bungie would just make sense as well. Make it a part of it. Like if I could play Destiny 2 as a part of that subscription service, why not? I'm going to go play it on PlayStation then because I have access to it through the sub. Yeah, for me, I think the the tiered system is is probably going to be um, what what they go with. I think the way that you um, make it appealing from the outset without having the big new bangers is for Sony to really delve into their back catalog and make PlayStation Two games and yep. PlayStation One games more fill in the hole that the you know bigger modern games aren't able to. To kind of be ready for so if they roll up with a crap ton of classic ps2 games like here is you know a bunch of ratchet games here's uh, we talked to capcom and we've got god hand and we've got beautiful joe and we talked to namco and we've got a couple of tekken games here um konami's you know we've got Dude, if you can get if you can get like I, ps2 i think it's fascinating because i feel like there's so many pockets of, of ps2 fans of what you played on that platform because for me i think the thing that would be the big seller would be get the ea sports big titles on there get me mba yeah. street volume 2 get me ssx uh, all one through tricky right give me all of those give me yeah. burnout 3 like when i look at the ps2 um catalog on playstation now it is so sad there's like 16 games on there and they're not bangers like dark cloud yeah. is on there dark cloud is a banger but like it is it, it dark cloud doesn't compare to like kingdom hearts right or like the things that get people really excited right shadow of colossus there's so there's so many games you can dig into to put on that catalog that i think people would get very excited about and so like for me i think that would i, I agree with you tim that that would be a banger way to start off especially if yeah. you don't have like big exciting current gen titles to talk about i think being being able to go hey we got the classic games that you really want that you that mm. that um that defined the ps2 platform stuff that you wouldn't even be able to find on xbox right we have that here i think that would go a long way in, in terms of selling people i feel like it's kind of now or never for that kind of stuff um if they're not if they uh, it, it would be foolish of them to launch the service and have zero kind of representation or very little representation from their backlog it's the one thing that people have been clamoring for more than anything like Nintendo sucks at their game preservation and like surfacing their history, but Sony is like number two behind them currently right now. Yeah. Um, and, and they need to do something about that. And this is like the perfect moment for them to do that. Launch the service, here's the tiers, and here are a bunch of old games that you have been dying to play and will continue adding more. The tier thing, I think, is also a given. I think for sure we'll see that. I think my question is, is this still going to be a, a three-tier thing? Because that was the original report of the first tier is basically going to be what you get right now with PS Plus. Second tier is going to be another thing. And then the third tier is going to be game trials and then also, like, the classic games, right? Uh, I think mm -hmm. the second tier is supposed to be, like, a game library. I think that's doing too much. I want it to be two tiers. I, I think when you divide it up too much in that way it starts to get weird for the audience and starts to become the th it becomes the thing of what is the thing that you want us to buy like what is the most essential tier i think with game pass being game pass and game pass ultimate i think it creates a clear line of okay cool for however many more dollars game pass ultimate is going to get me all this shit right and i think mm. that's an easier sell or it's an e it's a more understandable sell than all right for tier one you get this tier two you're going to get some of these perks and then tier three you're going to it feels like i'm signing up for like 
I don't know, a, like a premium, just random internet app service or, or something, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't feel like a, hey, we're PlayStation and we know what we're doing. You know, I feel like having two feels more like you have your shit together in terms of, hey, tier one, it's PS Plus, it's the essential stuff. Tier two, you're going to get bangers, right? That, that That is the thing you want, right? Like, that yeah. is the thing we're going to sell you on. Um, and so I, 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 I hope that like when they, when they announce it, it feels a bit more easy to understand and a little bit more, uh, condensed than what the three tier structure might be. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No, for me. Thank, thank you for having me on. Harris, thank you so much for coming through. Uh, before we get to our next news story, I want to tell you guys about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get, where you can go to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you every day you gotta get up worry about work worry about your family worry about when you're playing games it's too much so remove the stress for shopping for clothes with cuts clothing cuts clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts so now you can throw on one look and look great without ever having to think about it plus cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp like tees hoodies polos and more so you can stop bouncing between brands and shopping for different shirts tim gettys loves cuts he went online found the blues he loved and then had them shipped to his door so he can go get haircuts and stare at electronics knowing he looks great cuts has totally revolutionized the traditional outdated t-shirt category they make it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you can find the perfect style they even developed their own fabric that's soft as hell and guaranteed not to pill or shrink join hundreds of thousands of guys who have made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash kind of funny that's c-u-t-s clothing.com slash kind of funny for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing all right guys let's talk about skincare if your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel you've been using since high school then it's time to level up your skincare game but thanks to lumen you can drop that bottle of three in one and start using products that actually take care of your skin all their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars under eye dark circles wrinkles sun damage dry skin oily skin and more uh, starting with lumen is easy all you have to do is take their two minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly what routine is best for you based on your skincare needs plus all their products are made using only natural ingredients that actually work guys i swear skincare shouldn't be that complicated thing we dread doing and thanks to lumen it's simple it takes you less than 90 seconds of your day it's easy and you'll have skin as smooth as kevin coelho's shaved cheeks level up your skincare game with lumen skin today go to lumenskin.com kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's l-u-m-i-n skin.com kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's lumenskin com slash kind of funny this of course is one of my favorite sponsors of all time it's honey ladies and gentlemen when you're shopping online it's easy to save money on your iphone or computer honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons it can find for that site and if honey finds a working coupon you'll watch your prices drop here's ladies and gentlemen where i go and i boop i hit pause on the ad because i use honey all the time this is my google chrome and right there is the honey button you install it there you can use it on your iphone too but it's great it saves you money and then if you're logged into it accrues honey coins that you can then spend on gift cards and stuff all the time but then yes just yesterday i was buying some mizzou stuff off the internet guess what there it is i don't even think about it honey just pops up a little dancing coin he's like you want me to save you some money and i'm like yes you do if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. One more thing on the last news story, Tam. What I want also is to download PS3 games. It is yep. a travesty that we've not been able to download if they PS3 launch, games. This if they launch with Metal Gear Solid 4, I think that would be oh. a big deal. That, that would, be, that would be a big deal. Yeah. Honestly, even though, there's even though a lot of stuff that would make yeah. it a big deal if, if they included it on there. Yeah. It would be, even though if a lot of people don't download it and play it, I think as a statement, it's pretty, pretty big deal because it's known to be like the hardest to port game on the, of the PS3 era of one of them. So if they're like, Metal Gear Solid 4 is going to be available, that's them saying, we figured it out. Mm. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Give it to me, PlayStation. If for Story me, I'd be two. like, give us, give me Def Jam, okay? Just give us Def Jam game. Give us Def Jam and give us Metal Gear Solid 4. You've heard our demands. Roger, clip that out. Tweet it at PlayStation. Story number two, GTA Online is adding a battle pass question mark question mark this is from a press release on rockstar's website where they uh, put up a post titled introducing gta plus for gta online 
GTA Plus is a new membership program exclusively for GTA Online on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, launching on March 29th and providing easy access to a range of valuable benefits for both new and long-standing players on the latest generation of consoles. Being a GTA Plus member gets you a recurring monthly GTA $500,000 direct deposit to your May's bank account, plus the opportunity to claim properties in and around Los Santos that unlock gameplay updates you may, you may have missed out on. Special vehicle upgrades, member-only discounts, GTA dollars, and RP bonuses, uh, and more each month. Here's a breakdown of the benefits GTA Plus members will receive in the first month of membership. Uh, you're going to get 500,000 GTA uh, dollars. I'm going to call them GTA bucks uh, to your bank account. Uh, the principal, Divest 8, along with a complimentary, complimentary uh, house special works upgrade for it uh, before it is made available for purchase by the general public. I assume that's a car. They're not really saying what that is. I assume that's a car. Uh, the auto shop located in La Mesa introduces an assortment of gameplay updates from Los Santos tuners. Uh, current auto shop owners can relocate to La Mesa, La Mesa at no additional cost. Uh, waived LS car meet membership fees. Uh, yacht owners can upgrade to the Aquarius super yacht at no additional cost. I feel like I am reading a pitch on like a timeshare right now yeah right where it's like oh yeah you get all these benefits and i'm reading through it and i'm like is this a video game or is this real life you can also get the gusset frog tree uh and broker prolapse <laughs> broker prolapse basketball top yeah that's what that says uh and it's gta and shorts automatically added to your wardrobe uh and you get a bunch more shit GTA Plus members can also take advantage of special GTA Plus shark cards that provide extra bonus cash from the PlayStation Store on PS5 or the Microsoft Store. Every month, GTA Plus will deliver a new set of exclusive rewards for members to claim. Just go to Legendary Motorsport, How Special Works, Maze Bank Foreclosures, Doc Tees, and the other stores found in GTA Online's web browser to obtain and enjoy each period's member benefits before they expire. Uh, you can sign up for just $5.99 a month starting on March 29th via PS, the PlayStation Store uh, on the PS5 or the Microsoft Store, and you can cancel anytime. Tam, I play a lot of GTA 5 slash GTA Online, as you know, mm -hmm. and I read through this, and my immediate reaction is, okay, it's a battle pass. My When, when I sit and I think about <laughs> what they're doing here, I on one hand, I'm like, this seems forward-thinking, right? This seems like GTA 5 and Rockstar going... How do we adapt to what video games are becoming and what they have become, right? And I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not mad at a multiplayer online service game adding in a battle pass. I think that's all well and good. The thing that frustrates me, Tam, is that GTA 5 still has so many issues and so many just janky, like weird, just janky bits that are rooted in it still being a PS3 and Xbox 360 game. Right. Where like I hop into online, I try to matchmake with friends, I try to do certain things and things just don't work. Right. The fact that I'm playing the game on PS5 and I'm not able to, to play with people that are on PS4 playing online is ridiculous. Right. Like the game doesn't have mm -hmm. crossplay and that feels inherently just ridiculous and old. I think there's so many things you need, to, you need to fix before you start offering a battle pass. I think that's where my, my mind is at, where I want to be excited about this. I want to be like, oh, shit, what a cool deal. Oh, man, I can't wait for this to get me back in the game. But the game just needs a lot more polish and a lot more work, even though, like, they've fixed things like long loading times and, like, you know, they've enhanced it for next gen. I just don't think that's enough. And, like, I, it's hard for me to get excited about this battle pass. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I understand it, but I'm also, very also confused like, by it. I, wa I want to throw out that, you know, they're not calling it a battle pass. I'm calling it a battle pass because it's a monthly thing that you're paying for that gets you all these benefits. It's not, I don't, there, there aren't like objectives attached to it and you're not like working your way up a rank system like you would in any other battle pass. And so I'll, I'll just call it a premium service, but even still, it's here's, unexciting here, for me. Here's the thing. We're applying a level of scrutiny to this that the vast majority of people who are actively engaged in Grand Theft Auto online and who this is aimed at do not care about. Like there's, there's, thousands and thousands of people out there that do not think that it's an issue when you try and multiplayer connect with someone and they're just like it doesn't work and we have crap they're like oh sick i can have uh 50 500,000 uh gta bucks for this much a month and i also get x y and z sick i love this game um and that's enough for them which is a shame because the incentive to kind of um uh what do you call it uh improve uh, and have the success of this tied to that is not there. They'll do it like 
in all likelihood, they release this, they're going to have a wild amount of people just immediately take to it and they'll be fine with it and they'll carry on with the cadence of how they want to improve it to their own leisure. That's how, that's how, that's how Rockstar roll. They do what they want when they're ready to do it. Um, and, and they make the changes that they want and not what others demand. Um, I think it, I, 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 for me, it's like, it's massive Scrooge McDuck energy where it's like, I've got all the money. I need more money. Um, and it's just like, doesn't that game make money hand over fist? So like, oh, this yeah. is, this, this this just feels like very, very strange. But like, it's an additional way, way for them to make money. And I think this is also a thing that you're going to see super fans, like people that are very invested into GTA Online get and buy and probably be satisfied enough with. Like I look at 500,000 GTA money and that doesn't, you know, strike me as a lot, but also shark cards are expensive. And so if you're really trying to get in, get into GTA Online and you just want an easy way to get uh, uh, additional benefits, that's what this is. I just read through it. And I'm, some, I'm somebody who, like, I, again, like, I, I want to continue to be excited about GTA Online. And I want I want other people to as well, right? Like, we did our stream mm. of GTA Online last week where uh, uh, Greg was trying to get back into it for the first time in forever. I've been watching Snow White Mike streams where him and, his, and, and him and his friends are playing through and doing heists and all this stuff. And I think there's still so many layers of it being difficult for new people to get into GTA Online that still exist. That is a bummer to me. And I, I think this might be somewhat of a step toward that. But I don't know, like... Six dollars a month for again five hundred thousand GTA bucks and like all these other benefits that as I read them, if I read all if I read all this shit to Greg Miller, he's not gonna understand what the fuck I'm talking about. He's not gonna be like, oh yeah, no, I knew I know exactly what the Gusset frog tea is and like the broker <laughs> prolapse basketball top. I want that. Like he's not gonna get excited about any of this shit. This seems like it, it is a thing for people who are playing GTA Online that that have extra money to throw away that don't mind like getting the extra bucks. It seems like it's a thing for them and that's fine, it's but it's unexciting to me. Here's the thing. There is a subset of people who roleplay in this game. Mm. Like, this feels like it would make stuff really more interesting for them as well. Like, GTA RP is massive. Like, unbelievably massive. I bet in some respects this is designed to kind of present uh, an option to those people who are either actively engaged in it or watching it. Because GTA RP on Twitch is massive and people who are not playing the game are watching it. You know, they watch their favorite streamer um, do that kind of stuff. And although, like, I don't believe there's a connection between the current version of GTA Online and, like, your your stuff like that. If you're watching people play um, GTA um, Online roleplay, you might think, I want to check out the uh, this mode. And then how do they get in there? They go in there. It's a mess. They don't have anything. They pay for their subscription service. They've got a leg up immediately. They've got a bunch of shit. They've got a bunch of money, and and then from there, they play that. The, you know, they're in the in the actual GTA Online game, and um, maybe from there they go into RP, which again is disconnected from that. But like, still, it works as a decent it's, pipeline. It's a way to get people in. It's the way that Gary yeah. Witta does GTA roleplay, right? And like, yeah. again, like he doesn't necessarily see these benefits in roleplay, but. Gary Wooda did send me a tweet in the last week being like, yo, how do I get started in GTA Online? Because, like, I think RP is a good way to get people in, and that gets a lot of viewers on Twitch. And so if people are watching GTA RP and are like, oh, okay, cool, I want to just play GTA 5 or GTA Online, it is a way to get to to get them in, right? And so, like, I think that, to I think that totally lines up. Tam, awesome. mm -hmm. let's hop in to story number three. Xbox has unveiled a new publishing division. This is Chris Scolian at Video Games Chronicle. Xbox Game Studios Publishing has officially announced its new cloud gaming organization. According to Microsoft, the division works with studios to develop cloud-native titles and bring them exclusively to the Xbox ecosystem. The division is led by Kim Swift, who joined Xbox last year as cloud gaming director. Swift rose to prominence as the, as the project lead and designer of Valve's Portal uh, before working as a designer and artist on Left 4 Dead and its sequel, and was more recently a uh, game design director at Stadia. In a presentation video aimed at developers, Swift explained that the division's mandate is to, quote, partner with the world-class game development teams to develop cloud-native games to bring unprecedented experiences to players that can only be achieved with cloud technology, end quote. Cloud-native games use the, the cloud to process certain parts of the game, such as physics, lighting, environments, or AI. 
This has a number of potential uses, such as freeing up processing power on a home console or making sure that players joining an online world can all get the same synchronized experience. An early example of this is the multiplayer Wrecking Zone mode in Crackdown 3, which uses cloud to process destruction physics, uh, allowing players to blow up enormous buildings into countless small pieces with no drop in performance. Swift said she, uh, she sees the future of cloud gaming uh, falling into three separate categories, ubiquity, cloud AI, and runtime calculations. According to Swift, ubiquity, the ability to stream games on any device, even though that wouldn't be powerful enough to run them natively, is the low-hanging fruit for cloud content. Cloud AI, meanwhile, will, quote, advance what developers can do by using technology like machine learning, natural language processing, and reinforcement learning, end quote. While this could lead to benefits for players in the shape of things like more convincing NPCs, it could also lead to useful tools for developers, such as the ability to, to QA bots, uh, which can use machine learning to test games on a huge scale, toxicity det detection in filters, using machine learning to improve games that have procedurally generated features, etc. Finally, runtime calculations could be used to, quote, increase horsepower at runtime, end quote, leading to improved graphics rendering, AI agents, randomization for crowd scenes, for example, uh, destruction, destruction effects, or as Swift puts it, all the things, end quote. Tam, this is all real nerdy stuff that I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool as well. And I think it, it's a good sign from the Xbox side. Like they, they talked about... I seeing Crackdown mentioned here reminded me of how much of a weird moment that was where they were like, hey, we've got this game, Crackdown's back, and we're going to use cloud to power it, and it can do XYZ thing. I sat through multiple demos of Crackdown's buildings and smashing into stuff and thinking, oh, that looks cool. And then it just kind of went away, you know, for a while. And it, the game was kind of like not not amazing and it set the world on fire. Um, and it's been very, very... And they've applied their cloud gaming stuff mainly to service-based stuff since then and it's done really really well there and and you know the the uh the cloud stuff has worked like i've played some games using their cloud technology and it's been exceptionally well done it's been exceptionally good and now if they can take some of that and like start working it into games itself um i'm really excited for the potential of what they could do um especially i want to see more developers come at it in the same way that the team behind crackdown did where they were like let's let's make this a core part of the game and see what we can do with it what can we do interesting around it as opposed to you know a, a kind of thing which most others would do where it would be like hey we've got this cloud element to it like build deeper kind of um new interesting ideas around cloud gaming and and utilizing the cloud and and that is like what i'm excited to see it feels like it could potentially be like a new frontier for game design and i really yeah. want them to see it take it like you know take the ball by the horns and try and guide it into somewhere safe and somewhere cool and and that seems like what they're starting to do here i mean it's the way that when we when there was that unreal en engine 5 reveal of what that was and they started yeah. talking about how yeah like usually you would have to you know um like hide certain elements of the world if you're looking a certain direction yeah. or you'd have to make games that felt super linear because you you're, you're you don't have the bandwidth you don't have the processing ability to create a gigantic worlds or create uh games that are able to like be feel super vast in all these things right like when you're talking about new engines and new technologies right like my favorite thing is listening about how yeah because of what this engine can do now you're gonna have level design do xyz now you're gonna have levels that have like 15 different routes that you can take that all look beautiful that that all reconverge re together like on the creative side you don't have to feel limited by what you can do with it right and like this mm. i feel like is a big step uh in terms of that right like, and like crackdown crackdown 3 is a fun one to throw out because crackdown 3 didn't set the world on fire but mm -hmm. you know i think the idea of hey yeah like cloud is powering this thing and yeah uh, uh, you're gonna have destruction on another level on in multiplayer because of cloud and because of what that can do for for technology I think that still sits as exciting and I still yeah. want to see people take that idea and make it and make it successful. So the fact that they're doubling doubling down on that and opening up a whole division led by 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 Kim Swift, I think that's going to be exciting. I think I think it's going to be a while before we see the fruits of that labor. Yeah, but sure. I think what that's going to speak to is down the line we're going to get doper games and it's going to be easier for devs to make games because their processes are going to be way smoothed out because again they're talking about things like um uh, uh AI, uh, QA QA via AI. They're talking about mm. like being able they're talking about being able to do a bunch of different shit beyond just what we think about when it comes to cloud which is cloud streaming right i can play yeah, a game yeah. on my phone it is way more than that right and the fact that they're able to do to um uh make this exciting make this an exciting thing for game development i think it's really cool i can't wait to see what they do with it mm -hmm. story number four tam this is one for you bloodborne yeah, baby is it's real. here 
It is here. Kevin, I have a video if you can pull it up over on Twitter. Uh, it's in the doc uh, if you can pull up the link. Uh, yeah, this was yeah. tweeted out by at Botster, uh, or sorry, Bots, Botster on Twitter, who tweet out, uh, it's happening. Hashtag Bloodborne Cart is real and will be coming out as soon as it's ready. Um, they talk about how there's incredible music in it by the Noble Demon. You can listen to the extended soundtrack if you go over to their yeah. Twitter and click the link. Um, Tam, this looks dope as hell, and I'm excited that it's actually I coming out. Cannot wait! I cannot wait. This is so good. Uh, I think Lilith is the same person that did the demake um, and oh, of Bloodborne, uh, Bloodborne PSX. Sorry, not demake. Mm. Um, and they are now moving on <laughs> to this version. And I, I can think of. So here's what I'm thinking. Like, imagine Crash Team Racing, but like Bloodborne vibes is what I'm thinking. Like that's when I think of like a kart racing game on PlayStation. Crash Team Racing is the first one that comes to mind. I love the fan software logo, which is amazing. I love the Akira like a, a tribute that uh, that is happening yeah. there with the uh, This is fantastic. And this is the kind of like thing that I love about the FromSoft community that there's people that are so talented that they can make stuff like this a reality for us. Um, for fans who have who have like been desperately clamoring, cam not clamoring for it, like jokingly making this like a, a meme. When is Bloodborne Cart? When is Bloodborne Cart? Along comes a person who's like, I can make that, and it and like if you play the PSX uh, Bloodborne PSX, that is a legitimately really really good experience. Like it's oh, fascinating. Yeah. It's not just like a hey, we made the graphics looks weird. It's like taking areas, reworking them, and like moving things around, adding bits so it feels and flows like a PlayStation game, as well as being true to Bloodborne. And if they if the team can do similar for a kart racing game in this world, I cannot wait. All I'm saying is, let me ride Ludwig. <laughs> let tam ride ludwig you heard it here first story that's fucking fantastic and yeah i can't yeah. i can't wait for this thing like i didn't get to play bloodborne psx but I, mean, I watched videos of it and every time i see it i'm like this looks cool as hell and so bloodborne cart bring it on i'm fucking excited for it uh st story number five netflix has acquired its third game studio in six months this is ryan dinsdale of the dimsdale demodome over at ign uh netflix has acquired boss fight entertainment its third purchase of a game developer in six months boss fight has only really released two games previously those games are mobile RPG Dungeon Boss and Casino Game My Vegas Bingo. And so there you have it. Netflix continuing to expand into video games. Not surprising. Keep an eye on them. Keep got to keep an eye on them. Uh let's round out with story number 6. Big changes are coming to Gran Turismo 7. This is Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. A live service game is once again apologizing for its microtransactions and promising to do better. In a new, in a new blog post, Gran Turismo 7 director Kazunori Yamauchi acknowledged frustrations with the state of the game and announced developer Polyphony Digital will issue 1 million credits to every player, as well as dramatically change GT7's car economy to help make amends. Here's a quick summary of what's planned. Uh, you're going to get increased rewards in the events in the latter half of the world circuits uh, by approximately 100% on average. Addition of high rewards for clearing the circuit experience in all gold slash all bronze results, uh, increased, uh, increase of rewards in online races, uh, include a total of eight new one-hour endurance race events to missions. Uh, these will also have higher reward settings, and the list goes on. You can go over to Kotaku uh, to go see the full list of all the things that are coming. One of the big things, though, is that they've made it, or they're making it so that cars can be sold. I think that is the big change that I see has a lot of players excited. Uh, and so if you're a big GTA 7 fan, look out for that. Tam, I can't wait for one day. I go into the living room. I sit down with Michael Hyams, Grand Turismo 7 setup, because he has a setup. He has a racing wheel because he's obsessed with GT7. I can't wait to one day sit down, get behind the wheel, and drive around the, the, the track to him. But yeah. that day is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? You would look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, Ooh, Kevin, we got, that was good. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah. We got Kirby and the Forgotten Land for Switch. Andro Dunos 2 for PS4, Switch, and PC. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. And we'll be playing that right after this episode on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We got Ghostwire Tokyo for PS5 and PC. Aerie. Calm Mind 2 for Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Bouncy Boy in Puzzle Land for Xbox One, Switch, and PC. We got Toonchi for PS4. Lil Wayne? 
<laughs> not Lil oh. Wayne. No, this is a fun little beat em up roguelite that looks really cool. Uh, we got Devastator for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Mr. Prepper for PS5 and PS4. And then Taco Ban for Xbox Series X, and Xbox tacos. One, PS5, P- PS4, and Switch. I hope I never experienced a Taco Ban in my life. Yeah, you know no Taco Bans, please. New days for you. Combinera launches on April 7th, 2022 on Atari VCS, Switch, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One, uh, PS4, PS5, Mobile, and PC via Steam and Epic. And then Craft Hero, a minimalist sandbox survival tower defense game, will be available on Steam early access on April 1st. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong uh for those that are watching for for those that are watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe i'm laughing because i'm i'm looking at um you're wrong and kebabs here says bless wasn't prom king he won prom queen kebabs you are wrong i did win prom king zyger won prom queen get your facts straight oh uh, and then Kabob says burnout was never part of EA sports big i know that i know that i didn't mean to to, to imply that it was i'm just saying i want burnout three uh and that's it we didn't get anything wrong in fact no. kebabs is the only one that got things wrong yeah. Here. Yeah. So kebabs, <laughs> if you're in chat i need you to time yourself out for 69 seconds thank you nice next week's hosts for kind of funny games daily are on monday you're getting me and tim tuesday you're getting snow bike mike and gary widow once again on wednesday you're getting me and andy thursday greg and tim then on friday you're getting greg and me or oh, oh, will you get me every day and you just don't know it I mean, it could happen because it's it been happening happen. a lot lately. I hope we it get more happen. cam. Also, blessed is uh, uh, Wednesday. Andy will not be on the, that game daily. It will be you and Greg. Oh, me and Greg. Here's the thing, right? I am convinced that Greg is avoiding me because, like, <laughs> yeah. who just all yeah. of a sudden uh, gets food poisoning out of nowhere? You know, like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. So what happened was I heard he got DoorDash and it was delivered by these snakes and it didn't twig in his mind that this could be suspicious. <laughs> he saw the snakes and he was like, "Oh, that's peculiar," and then he picked up yeah. the package and then ate it and there you go there you go god okay well wednesday's gonna be me and greg uh will greg call out sick probably will he get bit in the eyes by two snakes probably so look out for probably me and tame on wednesday if you're watching this live on twitch after this is tiny tina's wonderlands with a stacked crew uh if you want to cast that stream later you can subscribe <laughs> to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays i just say a stacked crew because i actually don't know who's you're, on you're on it you're on it i'm on it i'm on it i'm the i'm the one that's making it stacked remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every day live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news needs to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time tam game daily <laughs>